Hey everyone, welcome back. Oh, let's see here. There, oh, there we go. Perfect. Welcome on back to another Market Open live stream. So today we have Chairperson Jerome Powell, uh, and he is going to testify before Congress, really just to get his confirmation in. Uh, but what's really incredible is you know this is going to end up turning into a conversation about uh, what what he plans to do for inflation, and uh, uh, it's going to be quite interesting because. The, uh, uh, you know, Congress is going to have the opportunity to grill them on whatever he wants, and, and they're going to look for political zingers uh, on, uh, on on doing whatever they can to, uh, to to basically make him feel like he's backed into a corner. So grilling Jerome Powell is uh, is always an interesting uh, well sight to see, uh, and we'll certainly put together a summary of uh, what ultimately happens. We think Jerome Powell will stick pretty darn heavily for uh you know we'll stick pretty heavily according to script for jpow i i don't think he'll run too far off but you never know uh we've got uh, loretta mester mentioning that she sees three rate increases penciled in for 2022 though uh, the market's starting to really price in 20 or price in four and jpow could add some color to this if jpow says hey you know, uh, if we need to, we'll go to four, and it's starting to look like we're going to need four. That could uh, lead to a little bit more red for stocks, which right now, the stocks are mostly tentative. Uh, we've got a 0.07 on the Dow, 0.07 on the S&P to the downside, and the NASDAQ futures down a 0.19. The big question is going to be inflation. Tomorrow, I think uh, the markets are, are pricing in 7.1%. As a CPI print for December, I think it's way too early for us to actually expect any form of uh, <laughs> uh, any form of uh, real inflection point to the downside yet. Though uh, that would be a welcome surprise, and, and, and quite frankly, uh, the market's uh, uh, looking for any kind of positive surprise right now, uh, because at this point, I, I think everybody's wondering: Can it really get any worse? Uh, for uh, for for stocks, and and the answer is yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it could get a lot worse. Uh, for example, as as many folks are hoping for uh, rotation to the downside in inflation, you could actually still have a worsening of inflation first. So, for example, inflation could end up rotating to the upside. Actually, and so if we're expecting a seven point one print, what if all of a sudden we get a CPI print of uh, 7.2, 7.3, 7.4. And we end up seeing something like what happened with the European, uh, you know, block where, uh, the, or, or the Eurozone where all of a sudden food led to higher inflation or maybe, uh, higher rents, uh, wages, well, whatever ended up leading to higher inflation. And you ultimately got a higher CPI principle. So we'll, we'll see, but, uh, that's tomorrow. So tomorrow, 5 30 AM will be a big, uh, Big old early start again to get that uh, inflation read tomorrow. Uh, that'll be a big moment. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we mostly just, if today is mostly just resigned to uh, to, to waiting for tomorrow. And uh, while we wait for tomorrow, it's worth noting that there's been this little inflection here in uh, the 10-year treasury yield. You grab the 10-year treasury, yesterday we hit one8 and uh, it really looked like we were on a trajectory to continue through 1.8. But we came back down. Uh, this is where we were yesterday, about 1.808 at a high. We did rotate right back down. And, and a lot of folks believe that this right here is uh, is actually bond uh, buying. 
that's uh, increasing the price of, of bonds. Uh, so bullish bond buying on uh, an inflation report tomorrow, that inflation will come down. And uh, that leads to bond buying. If, if you buy bonds, the prices for bonds go up, then yields go uh, down. And uh, that uh, that is, in some regard, potentially what's happening here. Uh, always worth, though, also keeping an eye on our cryptos as sort of a risk measure. And you don't necessarily have uh, any kind of uh, a risk off uh, movement here, specifically because if you look at here's yesterday morning when we opened. This was yesterday morning when we fell to thirty six. Uh, sorry, uh, thirty nine thousand six six six. Uh, and we haven't really escaped that vacuum or that void. Uh, unfortunately, the, the more we look at the BTC price, the more it just seems like we we fall to a level and uh, we hang out there for a little bit and, and then we rotate back down. Uh, it's, it's, it hasn't been a great pattern, uh, honestly, uh, for, for BTC. So, for example, if we look over here, uh, we, we can clearly see this uh, th this fall from our 60 levels. And then we chill out over here at these support lines. Then we get some form of liquidation fall. Uh, then we fall a little bit. We get a little bit of hopium. And then we get a fall. And uh, we, we're, we're consistently playing the same game here. And so now the question is, is, is this chart over here of pain going to push down to about 37.6? And, and the answer is it entirely could, uh, especially if we get a higher inflation read tomorrow. Higher inflation print tomorrow is... Well, almost certain to push, uh, if, if we get higher than expected, that is almost certain to push uh, BTC down to that 37.5 support level. Uh, you know, you, you can't really call certainties, but uh, uh, crypto and tech is, is not going to be happy about uh, any kind of movement to the upside in already a very highly anticipated high read for inflation. Uh, you do have Tesla that was up 3% yesterday, presently down about 0.71% in the pre-market. So seeing some of that pain extend from yesterday morning. Yesterday, remember folks, we were down as much as 4 to 5 to 5.5% on Tesla, only to end the day up uh, 3% after uh, after some good old dip buying. Uh, we saw the same on uh, most stocks, that most stocks really started uh, on the left, on the low, and uh, ended on the right side here on Sparklines on a high. Uh, no guarantees for all, but uh, we saw that pretty consistently. We look at the pre-market. We've got uh, Build-A-Bear up 7.89%. Uh, Build.com. It's almost made me want to say build, but I'm thinking of build back better, and that's just not happening right now. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. Lord Amester says, important we take action to bring inflation down. Right. So that's actually interesting. I think that Jerome Powell, when he uh, talks in Congress today, is going to have a very similar approach. I think he's going to be very clear, like, hey, look, inflation's uh, clearly more than transitory. It's It's been much more persistent and longer lasting than expected. And, uh, and, and so it's important to take action to bring inflation down. Wouldn't surprise me for Jerome Powell to basically just say the same thing verbatim in Congress today. So I'm not really expecting a big U-turn or like some form of surprise in terms of what Jay Powell is going to say today. Uh, this uh, this does come uh, midday, uh, somewhere I believe, is it 8 or 7 California time? Let me, let me see if we can find out. 
Jerome Paul testify. All right, let's get to the answer to that. <laughs> All right, J Pow meeting. J Pow, J Pow. J Pow. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of pain really came yesterday when uh, Goldman Sachs really came out heavy on the four rate increases. That That's almost really what seemed to uh, start the day off. Oh, uh, there could also be a lot of focus on uh, trading and, and the trading scandal at the Federal Reserve. I would not be shocked if you get a lot of uh, uh, drama over the trading scandal, which fortunately, the trading scandal is a distraction from uh, the the actual stock market uh, and, and broader, uh, broader markets, uh, which is good. Uh, that's not to say it's not important uh, to to deal with, but uh, it, it's certainly, uh, you know, it, it, it gets the discussion off of inflation, uh, at least for the time being. So, uh, all right. I'm not exactly sure what time, uh, but um, we'll get to the bottom of it and we'll circle back. Okay. Always circle back. And I'll like circle back Saki. You, know, you always want to circle back. Uh, all right, so we'll get we'll probably see Elizabeth Warren going off on like I do. Uh, remember, it's a Senate confirmation hearing, so you're not expecting to get uh, AOC in on the mix, and she's got COVID anyway. And we don't want Jay Powell with COVID. Uh, <laughs> there's no, no green Mario hat, there's a green Luigi hat. What you talking about, P3? All right, uh, so. You know, actually, it's funny. I've been getting a lot more of, a, of this question, and it's something we've we've uh, been talking about uh, in, in Q and A's. Uh, is that hey, is is now when there's pain in the market, more of a time to buy into things like stable coins? And, and I, I, like, ironically, uh, stable coins, in my opinion, have uh, an increasing risk threshold as prices of cryptocurrencies go down. So. Uh, you know, this is where the more prices go down on things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the stock market, the less risk you actually have on the stock market, Bitcoin, and Ethereum. Remember that. This is something we also talk about, by the way, in, in the uh, uh, the psychology of money, right? This is why there's, there's a whole program dedicated to this and, and the psychology. But anyway, the, the more prices go down on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and stocks, the less risk you have. This is why there are so many buy the dippers. The more prices go down, the less risk you have. Sure, buying uh, a company like Affirm at uh, $75 is way less risky than buying it at $150. It entirely makes sense. Could it go down to 40 Of course. But what has a big, bigger risk threshold? It's obvious. So the problem with stable coins is that as prices of cryptocurrencies go down, you have more of the potential for uh, increased liquidations, especially if we hit uh, levels that we haven't seen before. So let's just say something went really bad in the market and we had 8 or 9% inflation, right? And then Bitcoin went down to 15,000, a level that we haven't seen in, in really years since, since what, 2019? Uh, and uh, what, what or, or maybe early 2020. But anyway... Uh, what happens when when and if we potentially start threatening those stablecoin markets and all of a sudden stablecoins potentially uh, start suffering from liquidations and then people who believe that these stablecoins 
are there for them because they're stable, but you're actually yield farming that 8% and then you don't get them. The, the, the most dangerous time for you is actually when prices of cryptocurrencies are falling down. Now, I think this is a, a total extreme case scenario. I, I, I don't think it's likely to happen, but it's just worth noting that as cryptocurrency prices go down, your risk in stable coins goes up. Whereas in cryptocurrencies themselves, your risk is actually going down. <laughs> so you've got this like inverse relationship. The more prices in crypto go down, the less risky they are. Ironically, though, the more risky stable coins are. And the more prices of cryptocurrency go up, the less you actually have risk in stable coins. So uh, a little bit more of a detailed explanation there, but uh, anyway. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Uh, all right. Let's take a look here. So Build-A-Bear is moving nicely here. I, I want to see quickly in the in this suit world what's going on with Build-A-Bear Workshop. Bear workshop. Yeah, and I see all the comments about people like, I'll take the 9%. I don't care about the risk. Okay. All right. So it looks like Build-A-Bear raised outlook. We've got, uh, oh, we had earnings that came in. Uh, raises fiscal, was it earnings or guidance? It was an 8K. 8K, guides for record profitability. Wow, that's really big. And that's good for retail as well. It makes me wonder if uh, we're going to see a move on like Macy's. No, not really. Only 0.16% on Macy. Uh, so not not a huge movement here. Uh, not a real consistent move on tech either. Palantir down. So we're going we're gonna to get the bell here in just a moment. But uh, really, the the key is... Um, First first 30 minutes, let's see if we end up getting this, this massive plummet like we did yesterday. Uh, yesterday was just a, a, a terrible crash to the downside, um, it, it followed by this insane recovery. Rivian, by the way, down 3% on news, uh, um, partially in, on news that the chief executive or chief operating officer left the company last month. So it's a little old news, but they just reported it. In trips in the stand. Where everybody, 99% of the people got it. Except for it didn't make this thing Yeah, it looks like about 60 to 65% green, actually. If anything, it, it looks like we're sneaking up on the green side there on the S&P 500. Uh, so let's see how the S&P 500 is doing. Somebody here mentions that I'd like to add to the risk assessment that it could be argued that as crypto prices rise, margin goes up. Yeah, you know, that that's true. But it, it, you also kind of see margin as like uh, layering on top of a foundation, right? So let's say you have a, a margin, market margin of, of 20% on crypto and it got you to 40,000. And then now let's say you add 80% leverage and then you get to 100K, right? Fine, great. You evaporate when when that margin goes away. You evaporate from 100k to 40k, but now you start going down to 19. Now you're eradicating. Now you're starting to dig into the foundation. Now you're starting to hit people at the core. You know, most people have an average cost basis of over forty thousand dollars for BTC for most of their portfolio. Uh, and so when we're under 40k, that's when you actually start seeing the diamond handers suffer real actual losses you know it's one thing when one like your gains go down it's a, quite another thing when like your original principle uh starts going down you, <laughs> then, you then you start getting a whole new psychological effect that uh, that begins to occur uh in in the market 
So, uh, okay, what, what do we got here? We've got, let's let's look at the losers first. So, uh, Emran moving down. Oh, wait, no. Okay, that must have been a leftover bug there. So, uh, Owlet down 6.45%, almost under $2, $2 and a quarter here. Voyager Digital down $5, uh, 5.45%, sitting at about 10, 10 bucks right now. Uh, Rivian 366 to the downside. Let's see if oh, we got the indices moving in any particular way. Down. S&P moving down. Let's see if uh, we're getting that broad movement here uh, across the same here. Uh, yeah, it does look like the NASDAQ is accelerating losses right now. And Dow Jones and S&P 500 turning a little bit more red uh, out of the gate here as folks brace not only for Jerome Powell today, uh, but uh, tomorrow CPI data. Uh, really, the question is why, why why be in the stock market today if, if you don't need to be? You could just come back to you know tomorrow after the CPI print, and and hedge yourself against that risk. Uh, remember, we uh, we did it. Uh, look, if, if you decide uh, to finally join the amazing programs I'm building, wealth link down below. Really encourage not only watching the lectures but also watching the live streams. The first 15 minutes, so you can they, they sort of serve as new additional lectures. Um, not directly as new lectures, but but they are effectively the same thing. And uh, and and take a look at what we talked about regarding hedging uh, yesterday. Really incredible. But uh, yeah, you've got a little bit of a move to the upside now here on Etsy. Uh, let's see here, Tesla. Yeah, Tesla as well. So maybe just uh, the first couple minutes here again of sell pressure. But the spy still rotating down right now. Yeah, first solar down about a third of a percent. You've got tattooed chef down. JPM also down about a quarter of a, uh, one fifth of one percent right now. A lot of folks believing that the banks are the uh, the best opportunity to escape to shelter, so to speak. But that's not necessarily always true. Even though we have got an increasing rating environment, uh, it's a, a lot's going to come down to the impression of what the Federal Reserve is going to do with their uh, their their uh, runoff. Uh, if the Federal Reserve raises high uh, rates three four times this year but slows down on their balance sheet runoff, that could end up being quite bullish for the stock market. So you could actually end up having a rally in a higher interest rate environment for uh, the stock market uh, with with a more dovish Fed in terms of balance sheet runoff. That'll be big, you know, slowing the pace of that vacuum cleaner. Okay, arrival, toast, moving a little bit here, three to uh, two to 3% each. Uh, looks like Peloton, Lucid, Moving up as well, so a little bit of excitement coming back uh, into the market. Build a bear up 13%. Really, really good move for the recovery sector. I'm actually surprised we're not seeing more of a, of a lead on by some like uh, Nordstrom or Macy's. I mean, two percent, one and a half percent at Dutch Bro. Kind of basic. This is relatively generic here. Not not extremely exciting. Las Vegas Sands up five percent. That's great. But uh, in the downside, probably more limited to small caps again. Let's sort by cap here. Sorting by market cap and then looking for green right here. It looks like sorting by market cap, we got one, two, three green out of about, what, 15 here or so. Uh, going to the next set. Okay, a little bit more 50-50 over here in that, that uh, 200 to $500 million range. I think that's mostly because the market is more broadly green. If I go to the megas, yeah, no, not that consistently divided today in terms of uh, market cap. So I, I don't think you can sort by market cap today and really have a have a conclusion in terms of what what's going on in the market. Uh, Tesla did turn green. 
in now it's bobbing with red over here. So clearly you're seeing that tentativeness over uh, really, okay, what, what are we going to do? Well, probably the best thing to do if, uh, in, in many, for many individuals is nothing, but uh, the next best thing to do might be just sitting on the sideline. I mean, if we end up getting a rally after CPI, you could always buy back in. If we end up getting a crash and you're on the sidelines, great. If you're hodling your stocks and you're seeing them go down, 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 uh, remember to look at the count. <laughs> are you increasing your count or are you decreasing your count? So we'll see. It's always pain in the markets, but uh, pain in the markets tends to be transitory. Uh, I know people don't like to hear the word transitory, but it, it's true. Pain doesn't last forever. Euphoria doesn't last forever. And uh, we're, we're at relatively high levels of pain. That's not to say the markets can't go down substantially more. Don't get me wrong. But when the S&P 500 corrects roughly 5%, we we have consistently seen a rotation back to the upside, uh, to the trend line. Now, no guarantees, but we just have not seen an S&P 500 collapse of more than 5% very frequently. And, and we, we haven't seen it since uh, roughly election period. Uh, election period or about 353 yeah, 353 is a high, 351, 351 is a closing high, 325, so 325 divided by 351, let's see about, okay, yeah, about 7.5% in October of 2020, that's the last time you really had this, this larger than 5% drawdown, and, uh, you know, recently over here in September, we had a larger and longer term drawdown as well, folks often wonder, like, well, how long is, is the pain going to last, I mean, well, I mean, a bear market could last quite a long time. Uh, you know, we, we like what we saw in, in 2018, where where you could last you could last three months, uh, but you could also go back to the early 2000s, where where if you invested at certain points between 2000 and 2002, you could have been flat for 13 years. So uh, a lot of fears of that sort of stuff happening. But anyway, uh, 453 over here, down at the bottoms of about 430 or so, five six seven percent something like that. Uh, this this sell off here was more like a six week sell off. Now here we've had sort of three spurts of sell-offs. That spurt in November, uh, mid uh, end of November, mid uh, mid December, and then of course beginning of the year here. So we'll see if we end up returning to trend. So far, returning to trend has been relatively popular for the S and P 500, uh, and and sometimes we even correct above it a little bit. But uh, we're not really getting a breakout above that trend. So, okay, uh, let's see here. Let's go to, mm, mm, yeah, let's see how Baba's doing right now. Alibaba. Welcome to the Alibaba Hotel and Casino. So, hmm, 30, 131, still on its nice rotation over here. Yeah, this uh, Charlie Munger move may really have uh, cast... Alibaba as almost a some form of a of a safety play. You have Snapchat up about three point four percent, Neo one point nine, Roblox up as well with Lucid and SoFi. Yeah, no, no real major losers here. So it could end up just being a calm, slightly green day today. Which uh, I I don't know that markets would be necessarily opposed to a relatively calm day in in the stock market. But you're still down about half percent on the Dow, third on the S&P, and a quarter on the NASDAQ. Let's get the bond movement here. Yeah, 10-year Treasury sneaking up a little bit again, 1.767% uh, there on the 10. 
Okay, so let's uh, let's take a peek here. What uh, what news we got here? So uh, yeah, well, bond market worries about the floodgates. So yeah, bond runoff. Uh, let's see here. J.P. Morgan's Diamond, Jamie Diamond issues warning. Uh, in, in, addition, in addition to this vaccinated warning here, Jamie Diamond has uh, has come out very clearly yesterday that whether it's three rate hikes or four rate hikes, he believes that uh, consumers uh, and consumer debt is in, a, in, in one of the most phenomenal places that we've been uh, of uh, places of stability and of strength. And he believes that uh, 2022 will be a, a very economically strong and successful year. He's, he's quite bullish. Uh, so, you know, quite interesting to see uh, Jamie Dimon uh, come out so strongly in favor of optimism for 2022. When right now it feels like what we have is a lot of pessimism. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons to be pessimistic. But... As usual, all um, all relatively short-term uh, pessimisms. All right, let's uh, let's see here. Spark lines still a little too early to tell uh, on some of these sparks here. If we're rotating more to the downside, uh, it does look like uh, Nvidia is is uh, continuing to provide uh, some discounts along with Etsy. Etsy sitting at one eighty. Go grab Nvidia here. Down about 1.25, sitting at uh, 270. Nowhere near that discount that we saw yesterday. Yesterday morning was ridiculous, getting down to 256. So uh, red day following a red day here, but nowhere near that that sort of pain that we had yesterday. We'll see, though. We've got some red candlesticks here, down about 1.62 in Nvidia. Tesla, Tesla also rotating back down to that about 1% side to the downside. S&P 500 uh, also continuing to sell down. Uh, so, yeah, DKNG, no kidding. Oh, take a look at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a comment here about the transmission and the CDC for vaccines. Yeah, that's one of the, the biggest downsides about the vaccines is, is uh, transmissibility, if anything, at best seems to be marginally useful in preventing transmission but that's always been the argument for a mandate has been oh but it protects other people like like uh you know um you know the seatbelt protects you but uh speed limits protect everyone you know the, these these sort of generic arguments um the problem is it, it, it <laughs> vaccines aren't doing a great job at preventing people from getting sick and then being able to transmit it uh and so it's uh it's a bummer you know, I, I think uh, there was so much excitement and euphoria in 2020 when the vaccines came out uh, in, in the fall. And we thought, that's it. This is the end of the pandemic. A lot of hope. Nope. Oh, well. Oh, well, we'll get through it. Uh, again, best case scenario is is Omicron uh, hopefully proves to be the most mild variant. Heart goes out to anyone in the hospital. Uh, obviously we know hospitals and, and, uh, ICUs are, uh, approaching peak levels, which we've seen before. Uh, fortunately with shorter hospital stays, hopefully we can get people through the system quickly and healthily. Uh, anyway, uh, S and P 500 continuing to push to the downside here. Uh, seems like minute after minute here, we continue to get red candle after red candle here. 
Fernando here says, I think many are selling individual stocks and putting money into index funds slash ETFs and explains why stocks included in those have been up uh, while the rest of the market drops. Yes, uh, an indice bias has been a pattern that's been pretty consistent throughout uh, really 2021 where uh, it, it's just been relatively easy to rotate out of individual stocks and, and into the indices. And that has led to the expectation that the indices are, are going to continue to outperform. And uh, it's unlikely to be the case. Uh, indices then tend to uh, outperform for uh, certain periods of time. And then uh, and, and the combinations of individual stocks can do substantially better. So it just depends. So <laughs> P3 says you'll be totally fine if you just get a booster every two months. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, I think nobody wants to continue to get repeatedly jabbed i think three jabs by biden fauci is enough yeah anyway so uh build a bear up seven uh, percent not, not as high as as what we had so it's rotated down a little bit peloton three and a half okay expanding just a matter poor at 1.63 so something's up something's down now nothing necessarily scary uh in, t- in today's market and uh, nothing necessarily crazy on the news front. I will uh, let's see, let's look in the back here. Let's see what the Sudies are saying. So uh, stocks resume losses as Treasury yields near 1.8 percent again. Right, we saw that sort of little inching back to that 1.8. Tech sell-off shakes out options market permables permables and <laughs> options market. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that's one of the the bummers is that if you're constantly investing in options as a larger part of your portfolio, it's just it's scary when uh, when and if you're you're in the environment of uh, uh, rapid declines in the stock market because a two percent decline on indices could be a ten percent decline on individual stocks and a ten percent decline on individual stock options could, uh, you know on the underlying stock could be a 30, 40% decline in the security value of, of that option. So it's, uh, you just get evaporated so quickly with options. But then again, that's why you can make money so fast. So yeah, Powell, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah, it is 7 a.m. So 7 a.m. for Powell. So that's uh, that's about 14 minutes away for Powell. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look at how BTC and cryptos are moving this morning. A lot of talk about a death cross. Coming back to uh, to BTC here, and uh, that's when you get this potential 50-day intersecting with the 200-day right here. Which, if we continue on this tr- uh, trend just for a few days of even trading sideways, probably get the intersection over here of the 200-day moving average and the uh, 50-day moving average moving through the 200. This is a bearish uh, death cross. The inverse would be called a golden cross. Uh, shorter term pain signal. Minute wise, minute wise looking like we're potentially bouncing off a little bit of a floor. That floor coming at about six minutes after the bell. A little bit of recovery there. Let's go grab, uh, let's see here, Tesla. Yeah, a little bit of recovery there in about, uh, yeah, the last last five to 10 minutes here. Looks like some, some hopeful enthusiasm again. Etsy. Uh, NVIDIA almost all showing that similar rotation here. Carnival Cruise Line still going down. 
uh, you know, Norwegian Cruise Lines is uh, taking uh, uh, some ships and using them as uh, quarantine homes for their staff who end up getting sick with Omni. So, in other words, they literally have COVID cruise ships to, uh, to to house folks. And it makes sense because you get a lot of individuals who, who they, they can't just go home. You know, let's say your your ship is docked over at the Bahamas uh, or, or off the coast of the Bahamas. Where, where are you going to go if you get COVID and your home is in the Philippines and you, you can't even afford the flight back? So uh, the, the cruise line operators, at least Norwegian, is, is using cruise ships to house sick employees. Imagine having so many sick people that you need a cruise ship to house them. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, a, lot, a lot of sick days getting used this year. That's kind of how the year started. Crazy. All right. What else? Let's uh, let's take a look at Barron's. See what we got here. All right. So Barron's airlines are canceling even more flights. Yeah, that's not good, especially for freight. You know, again, FedEx was complaining about the potential for more supply chain issues as uh, as as they have staffing shortages for flights. It's not just people flights; it's uh, freight flights. And again. And this is why uh, the the uh, these continued variants, starting with Delta, all really screwed up the uh, the inflation estimates. The inflation estimates were were that we were going to see some form of rotation to the downside in inflation by the end of 2021, which I think would have been true had it not been for the Delta curve. Uh, this is where uh, you know Delta so substantially affected supply chains that uh, we we really doubled down on inflation. And I think the same is, is, is true to some extent of Omicron, that uh, Omicron's incessant uh, spread is leading to so many people calling in sick and staying home that there's, there's no way supply chains can, can really catch up in an uh, Omicron era. So, but then again, hopefully this, this all ends springtime. But uh, then again, those the supply chain issues could be lingering. You know, it's, we we still can't get a uh, clear. Okay, we're off to the races. Let's recover. Oh well. So uh, Pfizer's Omicron vaccine to be ready by March. Who's ready? Who's ready for your next jab? So soaring home prices might slam builders. Ooh, Nordstrom looks like a cheap play on luxury retail. Yeah, what else? Proterra. How is Proterra doing really after the uh, the Barron's piece on them? They had a really exciting piece on them. Well, it's up about a percent today, but uh, the piece came out over the weekend. Saw reports of employees on quarantine getting just one bottle of water or served plain steam rice on the cruise ships. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it sounds terrible, and it is. Uh, but uh, the the employee conditions on these cruise ships, even just in it, when when it's not because of COVID, are quite terrible. I mean, you're talking about very very cramped living spaces, uh, four bunks to little rooms. Uh, I mean, you're you're asking for COVID spread, and uh, and and uh, you know it's it's really like third world country style living. It's it's not it's not luxurious for uh, the employees at all 
Uh, okay, so uh, I almost kind of uh, almost liken it to uh, like the the Foxconn dormitories uh, in China, unfortunately. So uh, Moderna down about four point two percent. IBM rotating down. Let's see what's going on with IBM because otherwise, uh, you know, for IBM to be down four point three percent, while the rest of the market is, you know, I mean, volatility's up. We had some things rotating green. Uh, let's let, let's take a peek here. What's going on with IBM? Okay, IBM. Ooh, vaccination requirements for truckers entering into Canada. Yeah, that's that's not going to go over well. We'll take a look at that in a sec. I don't particularly see. Bad news here on IBM. IB oh, here we go. IBM downgraded as UBS cuts estimates. Got it. There it is. So a cut from uh, UBS on IBM. Let's see. Canada trucker vaccine requirements. Canada resists pressure to drop vaccine mandate for cross-border truckers. You know that that's just that's just odd. <laughs> you could say, <laughs> you know, just truckers. Come on, man. Really, truckers are gonna come import COVID? I mean, I guess they gotta go to your your uh, diners and and your hotel. Well, maybe not necessarily your hotels, but to your restaurants or pit stops and that. But my goodness, the uh, the the, um, the polarization uh, and uh, that that COVID has brought us is insane. XL Fleet running a little bit here, along with Toast, both up at just over 6%. Yeah, both showing some enthusiasm here in running. Less enthusiasm than what we're seeing with Build-A-Bear. Build-A-Bear lagging a little bit. Matterport, nice enthusiasm as well, about 4.2%. Some of these uh, substantially lower prices than what we've seen. Lucid here, about 3.8%. The more this goes up, the juicier some of those shorts uh, become. Don't have any shorts on on Lucid right now. Still, still hopeful for the company as a pure EV competitor. A lot of lot of spark lines here to the upside. SoFi, EXP, uh, AMC, Arkimoto. A lot of spark lines to the upside. Uh, it looks like substantially more than to the downside. Let's see the indices again. Uh, no one complained of Santa spreading COVID. Oh no! Uh, looks like the Nasdaq technology once again doing the best out of the indices. Now, this is something that we also saw yesterday. Uh, at the end of the day yesterday, the NASDAQ ended up outperforming the S&P and the Dow. Uh, this is something that if you're an S&P investor, you might want to watch for is that, uh, is it possible that uh, tech stocks end up getting a, a little bit of an edge over, let's say, the S&P, uh, where right now you're, you're what, maybe 23, 24% tech in the S&P, whereas NASDAQ's uh, much more uh, purely tech. And uh, so uh, it's possible that it's time for outperformance of the NASDAQ over the S&P. I always like finance.google.com as a little tool. And we can throw in here QQQ and we can compare that to uh, the S&P. Uh, and uh, looking at these year to date here, you can see QQQ down about 5.81%, which uh, QQ means cry more, but uh, S&P down about 314 we go to the one year, though, uh, you, you still see that same almost 2% divergence, QQQ, 
uh, up 20.22% and S&P up 22. So they're relatively moving together here. A lot of this is probably because you, I think you probably do get uh, traders that uh, jump between the two when you, when you get these sort of, uh, you know, well, it's basically how you end up creating these swings to the upside or downside below the other. Um, anyway, but, but more broadly, they've been moving almost in lockstep. Okay. Individually here, volatility, we're only sitting at 20.6 folks. It's, it's kind of amazing because if, if you think back to the beginning of what we saw in December, look at this folks, we went over 30, over 30. And what's crazy is, uh, you could go back to, uh, the prices then and, and the prices have been more, I'll go to the five year on this. Uh, the prices have been even more ridiculous see five year oh look at that spread there there you go between the uh, the qqq and, and the s p yeah that really actually shows you a divergence there from the beginning of the pandemic uh they were much tighter uh but uh from the beginning of the pandemic the nasdaq uh really outperforming there so incredible yeah oh well okay so let's see here uh, okay, what are we getting here? Matterport, 5.22 percent. A little bit of a, little bit of a comeback here. If uh, I really believe, if if we get if we get a downside shock on inflation, and maybe some dovishness then as a result from the uh, Fed meeting at the end of January, on okay, well we don't have to you know suck all the money out of the market or or whatever on uh, on bond uh, bond unwinding then uh, there could be some bullishness. You know, the markets, remember this, folks, the stock market is pricing in a, a worst case scenario, uh, a set of pain for uh, for for really March to May, because March to May is is when we expect interest rates to uh, start going up. And, I, and there's this really this impression that uh, when when rates go up, stocks, uh, go down. Uh, that's that's sort of the impression the market has, but that's actually not what we saw at all in uh, in in the um, in the last rate hike cycle. It was it all really had to do with balance sheet runoff. When the balance sheet was being run off, stocks did miserably. As soon as the balance sheet started rotating back to the upside, uh, where the runoff was paused, we hit sort of a floor and we started growing the balance sheet again. We uh, and that was in 2019. We saw stocks take off again, uh, and this was all uh, in in, in a, mostly in an interest rate environment where rates were going up. There was finally an inflection point down in uh, in, in the rate hikes, but uh, if if you correlate the charts or watch my video from last night, much less association with rates going up, much more having to do with that balance sheet runoff. So we'll see what what um, what happens. Anyway, uh, Jay Powell's uh, meeting begins in about two minutes. Again, expecting uh, him to get grilled on inflation, trading. Uh, he could easily say something that could move the market today. It's uh, there, There's some excitement coming in, I think, uh, trade-wise to some of these smallers over here. XL Fleet, Canoe, Toast, Matterport, uh, DocuSign, Neo. You know, these, these tend to have outsized swings depending on uh, momentum trading. And momentum trading seems to be... Like, Heading a little bit to the higher side today. Uh, Tesla's almost green, 0.16 to the downside. 
but overall, uh, tomorrow is go going to be the big, big determinant. Not so much uh, or solely the uh, the uh, Federal Reserve chit chat in here, because the Fed I, I think is mostly going to punt to CPI data tomorrow. That that'll be the big tell. So, all right. Well, uh, there you have it. So, uh, hey, if you haven't yet checked out the programs on building your wealth, lifetime access, daily live streams, uh, course member live streams where we do some Q and A, real estate analysis, really expose you to a different way of thinking about your money. Uh, hoping to help you build your wealth. Check out those programs with the birthday co code down below. And folks, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for being here. Cheers.